Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 76. How to teach yourself to value progress over perfection. Ooh, progress over perfection. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a perfectionist to the core, so I'll this be in front row. Speaking of perfection, I you this podcast will not be perfection solely because of me and my nasty sounding voice. I'm like, you're so sick. I'm not sick. I'm like, I'm just so stuffy. I pepper got a cold and then gave it to me, of course. And she actually has not been a very sick baby. No. I feel really like blessed by that. She, you know, she's not in daycare where most babies get a ton of like colds, but we got one somewhere and I just sound like terrible. So I apologize for, I like to it. all of you. You I like, like that, it. that man nasally sound? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's great. Everybody loves it. Well, you do struggle with perfection. I do too. Not, I don't think as deeply as you do. Really? But I think that, um, I think this would be super helpful. That that whole term, progress over perfection, is, is something I've heard my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think it's much easier said than done, though. Yeah. And I think there's all kinds of different levels of perfectionism, and we're going to talk through that. And some of you that may not even think you're a perfectionist may find yourself by the end of this podcast saying, oh, I see how that might be impacting me as well. I'm I'm in- interested that you think that I'm more of a perfectionist than you are. Yeah. Really? Okay. We'll, we'll get into we'll that. battle it out. More coming. <laughs> to come well, you got to get over this cold though because we're know, going to disney next week we're going to disney world i'm so excited i'm like i'm one of those crazy disney people genuinely like i've been going since i was five every year pretty much there was a little gap in college but yeah i we're just we're big disney people and you you love disney but you didn't go quite I'm as not frequently. on the same level as your I, I went once growing up and yeah. i've been back many times but since you love it my kids and stuff but yeah I do love it. it. I do love it. And I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. But I know for you and your family, this is like... It's like is, the pinnacle of it is. our Mecca. childhood and everything else. And we just keep going back with my um, parents and my brother. And then obviously as our families grow, that will continue to grow. But it's just, I don't know. It's my favorite, favorite vacation. And it's not a vacation. It is like work when you have kids, I guess. I don't know that yet because yeah. I, this will be my first time with a kid. And not to mention like a one-year-old. So it's going to be a lot of work. And I might get on the podcast in two weeks and be like, well, we're going to wait another few years (laughs) to go back. But I just, there's that saying of like, they won't remember this, but we will. And that's kind of what my heart in it is. Like, I just want to see her experience it. Um, even though she probably has no clue what she's It's going to be awesome. She's going to, the boys have obviously been before, but this is Pepper. I mean, she's just 14 months old, so it's her first trip. And I think she's going to love it. I'm excited. I'm going to love it. I'm going to be like living through her. And I, we talk about this all the time, but when you have a baby, you just see things differently and you see them see things. And we've talked about like, even at Disney, we're going to see things that normally we wouldn't, we would yeah. just keep passing by or walking by, but she sees everything with such awe and wonder. And I don't know. I think I'm, I'm really, really excited. And I know it's going to be exhausting, but that's, that's okay. Good. I'll have all the caffeine and I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. pumped. So Dis- we, Disney is definitely one of those vacations that you need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but it's okay. It'll be, it'll be awesome. And if you're at all interested in following along, follow us on Instagram. Cause I will be posting up a storm cause it's literally my most favorite place. So yeah, I love it. All right. It's awesome. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about perfection. Okay. So for me, uh, I'll start the conversation with uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at our farm 
and I was sitting on the bank. Just we have this. I think it's the most incredible creek ever that flows through our farm. Uh, it's you know it's, it's a beautiful. year year round creek, although it's a little little more shallow in the summer, which is great because we love to play and just float in, in tubes and stuff. But I was sitting there watch the creek changes every time it, it really does. rains. It changes. I mean, it stays inside of, you know, this broad, I don't know, 50 feet width, but it's constantly moving and shaping yeah. the channels of it. And, and that's one of the things I love about it. I would sit there sometimes thinking, oh, that's new. Mm-hmm. I didn't, water's never kind of gone through that way and then out this way. And yeah. it's, I, I love kind of watching it. And because mm-hmm. it's constantly moving, it's constantly changing, it's constantly finding these new channels. And I think it's a lot like life because life is rarely. In a straight line. Truth. Right? It's, it's as we move through life, we're constantly navigating, how to find new ways and new things. And uh, if you're living what I would consider to be like this wholehearted life, life is going to take you through all kinds of natural seasons of ups and downs, failure and success. And what perfectionism ultimately does is it suffocates that natural rhythm. Because you're working so hard against against failure, right? Against anything that's less than perfect, that you interrupt a natural rhythm of the way that life should work. And perfection is essentially like building a dam that stops the water from getting through. It stops us from being the person we were born to be. It stops us from creating new ideas, going in new directions, learning new skills, all kinds of things. But it, it interrupts what should be the natural flow of life. And it doesn't seem like that when you are a perfectionist. You no. feel like somehow you are, by being a perfectionist, you are controlling the flow of life. Yeah. Which you're not. No, you're damning it up. That's why you hear so many people talk about perfectionism paralyzes. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it, it stops the natural rhythm of the way things should be. And if you never heard of perfectionism, that basically most people would define it like this. It's the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. I think it's a lot deeper than that, though. I do, too. Because I think that for those of us who really struggle with perfectionism, ultimately, it's setting your own picture of what is perfect, right? And then trying to manipulate everything and everyone to fit that mold. That's why it is not fun to work for a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, true. Right? Because they're not just manipulating their stuff and their project and their things. They're also having to manipulate the people around them to fit this perfect mold that they've created in their mind. Mm-hmm. And so perfectionism can be nasty because it's not only stopping the natural flow and rhythm of your own life. It's stopping, can stop the natural rhythm and flow of the people's lives around you. Yeah. It's, I think perfectionism is stem, stemmed out of fear. Yeah. Truly. I mean, I think because I'm sitting here listening to you talking about it. I'm like, no, yeah, but why do we do that? And I think it's truly based in this fear of if I don't act in this way, behave in this way, succeed in this way, then I'm scared of what could come. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. It's fear and it's shame. Mm-hmm. Shame will lead you right into perfection almost mm-hmm. every time. And it, 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 what it feels like often to me is that I just get really annoyed. I get really annoyed that I'm not as good as I wish that I was. And I also am being very impatient in that moment because I feel like there's too many steps to get to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And that frustrates the heck out of me. Yeah. I'm smiling because you I had did a this couple yesterday. of moments this week like this. I know. I did this yesterday. Yeah. Even in between working on this pot, I did this yesterday working mm-hmm. on a project. Mm-hmm. And it, it and what did it do? It paralyzed me. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. And I went to the gym. Yeah, because you you did not feel like you could quickly and perfectly like 
comprise something that you were working on. And because of that, you said, I can't do this. Yep. I'm not meant to do this. This is not my thing. And it's like, you just shut down. I did. I do that too. I'm not saying you're the only one, but I, that's a good example of like what that looks like sometimes. Yeah, totally. And so if you find yourself in any way overthinking or doubting your work, your life, then I think this might help you. There's three mind shift uh, kind of, uh, what am I looking for? What's mindset the, shifts? Mindset shifts, yeah. Three mindset shifts that I feel like I'm in the process of making that sometimes have been extremely helpful. Other times I forget that mindset and I yeah. loop right back just like I did yesterday. But these have really helped me make a lot of progress. So okay. I'm going to give you the three of them. The first one was stop comparing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. That's what I've had to work on. And comparing yourself to others, if you struggle with perfectionism, Really, whether you struggle with perfectionism or not, it's not a good idea. But if you're a perfectionist, this will really mess with you, right? Mm -hmm. Because comparing myself to others is, is probably one of my worst habits. It like ruined a lot of experiences for me growing up, and it still to this day mm -hmm. can ruin a lot of experiences for me. And there are days where I can feel so happy about something I'm working on, something I'm writing, something I'm creating, and then suddenly I find someone else who's at least seemingly doing better, mm -hmm. and I immediately feel unsatisfied. Unsatisfied, and for me, how I'm wired is like, I just want to stop. Yep. Because I'm like, they're already doing it, or they're already succeeding in it. Like, if I succeed in it, then I'm just a copycat, or it's not going to be as good as theirs. And then uh, really comparing yourself, when you, if you were to actually complete it, mm -hmm. the, the fear of the compared end product is even scarier for oh, me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and what it does ultimately when you're constantly comparing your work, your life to somebody else's is it not only keeps you from being happy with yourself, it will also make it very difficult for you to be happy for others. Truth, absolutely. And I, yeah, I think that's the only reason why you can't be happy for other people. Yeah. It's a, it is your own baggage, your own, you know, your your jealousy, yeah. to be quite frank. Yep. because of the perfectionism but yeah so uh, i'm going to give you these three mindsets that's the first one okay. this idea of stop comparing yourself to other it's a it, that's a mindset shift but then i'm also going to give you a tip for me how i'm applying that to my life so yeah. this may not be the way you need to apply this but this is how i'm applying it and for me a simple step to help me not compare myself as much is limiting my social media mm -hmm. that is the place for me that i'm most likely to find and compare myself to other people yeah and so limiting how much of that I'm consuming, not necessarily creating, but how much of it I'm consuming can really help me with that. And because what, what happens is, you know, when you start spending less time on social media, you start obviously thinking less about social media. It's mm -hmm. kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? And then I started being less curious about what other people were up to. And eventually, I just stopped thinking about them habitually. <laughs> yeah, which may sound like a little indifferent, but honestly, it's immensely freeing, right? Yeah. I, it's not that I'm cutting them out of my life. I'm just choosing that because social media, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. We've all heard this in other formats before, but it's everybody's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So it is like a toxic environment for somebody who tends to be a perfectionist and compares their stuff to other people's stuff because yeah. you're comparing everything in your life. You're, you've said this before, you're comparing your rough draft, what you're working on right now, to somebody else's final copy, yeah. final draft. And uh, yeah, when you compare that, you're going to come up short every single time. Yeah. And so uh, for me, that's been a way to kind of begin to break that cycle. Yeah, and I think um, 
it's somewhat unrealistic for some of us to like, just be like, we're not going to get on social media. That's, that's my, in my world, that's probably not going to happen. But I do think for me limiting it, obviously the time amount, but also when I'm looking at it. So say you work and you're the most creative or most inspired in the morning, it's probably not a good idea to get on social media in the morning, like knock out all your stuff, be inspired, be excited about what you're thinking about. And then in the evening, when you have all that confidence of, I just killed all of that, or I'm excited about where it's going. And then you get on social media and it's not like the end of the world. But if you start there, your, your whole day is like sucked into this, like, like you said, comparison or just even it's a subconscious, I'm not good enough or they were already doing it and your work's not going to be as good. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you, you know, how race horses are given these blinders yeah, yeah, so that they see just the path in front of them yeah. and they're not distracted by all the stuff around them. That that's what you've got to find. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, I don't know what putting on the blinders for you so you can stay focused and stay in your lane and keep your eyes on your paper. I don't know what that looks like for me. One of the steps is reducing the amount of social media I consume. Yeah, that's good. Because, and here's the other thing, it's like we we all tend to follow the people who are the best at what it is we're wanting to do. Yeah, you're not going to follow the one that's (laughs) halfway there. Right, and we do that. Not uh, The intention is not, oh, I'm going to follow them so I can compare myself to them and feel like total crap. You follow them initially because you want it to be inspiring. Yeah. And it can be. To some degree. But if you struggle with perfectionism, you're going to struggle also with comparing and it's going to send you into a dark place. That's good. Yep. True. So that's the first, okay. that's kind of the first mindset shift. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time saying that. Mindset shift. Mindset shift. Yeah. Second one is this. I embrace my nobodiness. Yeah. Now this is, this is great because I know it goes against so much of what we say. The heart of <laughs> you and I is to remind everybody that they are somebody, right? Of course, yeah. But I think there are times it's really important to embrace your nobodiness or where you are on the journey of learning whatever it is you're learning. So like for me, what happens often is maybe let's say I'm working on um, a post I'm writing or an article I'm writing and I feel like it has to be perfect, right? And I'm not going to post again until it is perfect, right? As if everybody in the world is going to read this and judge me based on it. But the reality is, I'm kind of a nobody. Yes, sure, there's, you know, I've I've got maybe 200,000 followers across all my social media platforms. But in the big scheme of things, that's not a lot, right? It's really not. And the way everything is wired these days, people tend to see like the top writers, the top articles, the top videos. Those are the things that dominate our feed, right? Which is why reducing it will help with comparison. But it also works in your favor because the reality is people rarely notice beginners, the algorithm is against you being noticed as a beginner, mm-hmm. which is good news for most of us. Now, I realize, especially if you're creating art or you're creating things or you're a thought leader, you want your stuff to be seen and liked and viewed. But the reality is it's almost like the algorithm gives you some grace mm-hmm. because as you're a beginner, you don't want everybody to see you it. You don't want everybody to see it. You're not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And so I've been just embracing my nobodiness and, and, and realizing that I'm a beginner in some of the things that I'm doing and I'm a nobody. And instead of, you know, getting upset over that, I find it to be liberate, liberating. Yeah. Cause it's almost like if you think that you are, if you, if you have the posture of, I am somebody and I deserve your attention, of course you're going to put so much pressure on yourself yeah. to be perfect. And that sucks. I hate that living like that, but yeah, it's 
kind of a funny turn of like mindset of like, no, I'm nobody, yeah. you know, even though we all, we all are, everyone's like, we're all the same. But, um, I just think it's, it's kind of a funny shift to go, to think through. It's like, I used to do this all the time. I was playing golf more regularly. And if anybody's ever played golf on a regular basis, they'll get this. You get out there and you're playing and you hit a bad shot and you get so mad. You're so ticked off. You thought it was going to land on the green and it flew by it by 20 yards. Right. And you're mad and you're kind of like just stomping up to your golf ball and then it hits you. I play golf maybe once a month. Why am I so mad? Why? I'm not a professional golfer. Mm -hmm. I am still a beginner at this. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I have to embrace it. Yep, I flew the green by 20 yards. That's that it's just part of life. And where this really principle sunk in for me is you and I love watching travel vlogs. Yeah. And we have a couple of them that we just as soon as it comes out, we watch it that night. Mm-hmm. We just love them that much. And they are really dang good at what they do, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, really good. And they've done thousands of episodes. But if you go back to the beginning and you watch their stuff, mm-hmm. it's bad edits. It's stories that have no point. Awkward it's, on camera. They're all over the place. Yeah. Why? Because like me, they were once beginners. Like me, they were a nobody. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been worried about being judged on my work too early when I'm starting something new. You know, thinking along the way, I'm going to find some supporters, I'll find some naysayers, but really it's more likely you're not going to find anything at all just yet. Right. Right. At the beginning. Right. So just keep writing, keep creating, keep working. We all start out as nobodies until we're not. Mm -hmm. And you mean nobodies in the scheme of like what you're doing, not saying fame or like influence. It's just more of like, yeah, in, in whatever we're trying we're the new kids on the block always, yep. which I kind of like. I love it. You you thrive in it. I didn't realize that until the past couple years. We've started probably together only two businesses, but mostly yours. And um, watching you start something totally new, out of your element, not in your like 20 past years of experience, you killed it. Oh, It's fun for me because early on the expectations are so low. Yeah. The reality is the more success you have and the better you get at it, the more the expectations go up and that and you have to find new ways of balancing the yeah. perfectionism. But for me, starting new at something and not knowing anything about it, I love that. Mm-hmm. I thrive in that. Yeah. No, it's really cool. And I think if, if you have that mindset, it's obvious, obviously super helpful. I enjoy the newness until I have to be public about it. Yeah. And then I get nervous. Ah, okay. So this third point is straight up for you. It's the third mindset shift. And it's, I stopped talking about things that I'm about to do. (laughs) I just did them instead. Now, I want to give a caveat on this one because when I'm coaching people towards big audacious goals, one of the things I often coach them in, at some point, you have to go public because it creates some accountability, right, that that pushes you down the road. Mm -hmm. The problem is some people go public too early or they go public to the wrong people first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that can cause all kinds of pressure because all of a sudden, now you have this idea that someone's expecting something from you. And that, if you're a perfectionist, that will crank up your perfectionism. Mm. So you've told them you're going to do something. Now they have an expectation. And now you have to, you feel the pressure of delivering exactly the way you casted that to them Mm. the first time. Yeah. Right? And measuring up to someone else's standards becomes your top priority. In short, what happens is you get performance anxiety. Yeah. 
right? So uh, a lot of people, because we have a podcast, come to us saying, hey, we're about to start a podcast, right? We All the time this happens. And we love it because we love kind of helping people get started and uh, maybe avoiding some of the mistakes we made early on. Mm-hmm. But I've seen this a thousand times now. People will send me a DM or an email. Hey, we're getting ready to start a podcast sometime soon. We're just wondering what, what are the best practices, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll... I'll email them maybe i'll check back in with them a month later two months later how's the podcast going oh we haven't started we're you know we're practicing and we're like Mm -hmm. it because they've told so many people they feel like there's all these expectations and that they have to come out of the gate yes like delivering something amazing they have performance anxiety and it often keeps them from never creating that vision that they originally casted to everybody. I remember we announced our podcast the day before we launched it. Yep. And we told no one. Yep. And it was interesting. And I, you know what? Actually, I think it creates more of a buzz for people. Like, it not just podcasts, but anything. Like, work on it. Have a really strong vision. Have the foundation there. And then you have the confidence and a little bit of a you know backbone to say, this is what I'm doing. And you can stand on something versus waiting. And then again, your perfectionism just enhancing. I just, um, had an experience this past couple months of working with this man who needed some marketing consultation and, um, really awesome guy, awesome vision, but it kept changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, Oh, I want this. So now what if we did this and also this and also this, and he invited people so early into that conversation that it kept it grew from what maybe his original idea was. And, you know, for me, I would have an opinion and say, well, I don't know that that works there. That doesn't, but it wasn't my idea. Nope. It wasn't my vision. So by sharing so too early, his perfectionism is like, wait, okay, I need to somehow accommodate all these ideas, you know, and that can go, you know, if you're starting a new business or if you're whatever, it's, it's almost a, a negative thing yeah. to share too early. Yeah, and it probably frustrated the people around him, the people that were working with him, because he shared the idea too early. And you know what? He, it's his idea. Goals. He should be able to have a hundred different versions of it until he lands on what he wants. Right. But if you share that too early, you, you so really cripple kitchen. your ability to have these different iterations of it mm-hmm. because you have so many people involved. Exactly, and so yeah. for me keeping my ongoing projects to myself until they're pretty far down the road. Unless, for example, I need a coach or I need an investor or I need a teammate. So it's not don't share with anyone. It's just share strategically with the right people. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that's good. And safe people. Safe people who aren't like, I feel like you can easily be around somebody who doesn't want you to succeed. And so they poke holes just for that. So I think the safe person too is is a really key thing like someone who's safe and someone who you trust to like you know handle your um idea whatever else with like grace yep because when you when you're working on it yourself or with a very small group of people what it again allows you to do is come up with different versions of it without always having to explain yourself to everybody who you casted the original vision Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. so again for me this has the as a perfectionist, once I tell a bunch of people, I now feel like I have to deliver that to make them happy. Mm-hmm. If I can work on it myself or work on it with a very small group of people, it gives me the freedom in my head to not worry about meeting the expectations of everybody at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think I come up with better ideas and create bigger ideas that 
ultimately end up becoming more effective. Yeah, that's good. So those are kind of those three mindset shifts that have really helped me. And then just kind of as a PS on all of this, I think the biggest thing that you can do to value progress over perfection is to remove the high that you get from external validation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key. If you're working for external validation, it's always going to lead you to perfectionism. Yeah, I was going to say that is almost the definition of perfectionism. Yeah, find fulfillment in the work that enriches you. Learn from feedback, but don't make that your lifeblood. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like progress over perfection too in the sense of like, your own identity. Cause you know, we're talking a lot about like doing things mm-hmm. and like starting things and accomplishing things, but there's also the big element of like your identity and being okay with where you are in life or where you are in your circumstances um, and being okay with progress over that perfection. And so that just reminded me, um, I just think that's such a, a important part too. It's not always accomplishment. Sometimes it's where you are and how you feel about yourself. And so I don't know that just to me is a huge um, something we've both worked through in our lives separately and together. Um, but I think that's a really important point to make too, that all those, those three points, um, obviously addressed too. Yeah. And I think another practical thing, it isn't one of my mindset shifts, but it's something that's been helpful to me is surround yourself with people who will give you truckloads of grace. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to need to give truckloads of grace to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And so you've been very helpful for me when I get caught in a perfectionism trap and I'm frustrated of helping me back off that ledge and realize, hey, that's, that's actually really good. You're falling into perfectionism and it's paralyzing you. You're building a dam that's going to keep the water from flowing. It's keeping the life from flowing. It's keeping the creativity from flowing. And so I I think at the end of the day, grace is so important. You have to give yourself a break Mm -hmm. when things don't end up looking exactly the way you thought they were going to look. Because the vast majority of the time, they're not going to look exactly Exactly the way that you thought this thing up. And so we have to learn from our mistakes but don't hold on to the mistakes. A lot of people think that learning from their mistakes means holding on to the mistake and torturing themselves with yeah. the mistake. That's not learning from a mistake. Take from it what you need to learn and move on. Yeah. And if your mistake impacted other people, say you're sorry and move on. Mm-hmm. But don't hold on to it in a way that tortures yourself yeah. uh, and keeps you from becoming all you were created to be. Yeah, and don't surround yourself with the people that constantly remind you of it. You know, if that is something that you've worked through and passed, there are people who want to remind you of that constantly. They don't want to see you move on because they somehow think you moving on. Are you growing? Are you succeeding in that area of life means that you aren't sorry for what you did or you aren't whatever. And it's, it's their own stuff. So I, I'm so passionate about that because I've experienced that in my life where it's like, I went through a divorce, you know, and someone else wants to remind me of that. And how can you move on and get remarried and have a baby and be happy? You know, it's like, well, I worked through that stuff and I am happy and I'm, and it's okay. But you, most often that person who's holding that chip against me is they're holding out of something themselves. So you really have to let that go and know that like you good, you know? Yep. So progress. Yeah, give yourself grace. You give it to everybody else but yourself. You have to learn to give yourself everything that you're giving everyone else. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Thank you. Progress. We're making it. You're making progress. You haven't sneezed or coughed. I know. Or that's not coming down your nose or anything. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I was worried. This HD camera stuff is no joke. If you watch on YouTube, I'm sorry. I've got like a 
little red nose, but yeah. You've been healed. I did it. Hey, <laughs> progress. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you guys as always for listening. Share um, on social media. That's always awesome. Uh, follow, subscribe, do all the things wherever you listen. Um, and then we are taking a week off next week as we are in Disney, as we talked about earlier. But then we'll be back and just keep on trucking. Yes, and it's fall break for a lot of people all across the country. So if you're on fall break and you're at Disney next week and you see us, say hi. hi. Yeah, I had a few people today because I posted um, about us going to Disney and they're like, oh, we're going to be there. I was like, dang, we're going to live lots of people. Yeah. We at Disney. Yeah. So yeah, come say hi if you see us because we'd love to say hello and share in the magic. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm just living on a high. I know you are. And sniffles. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're off next week. We'll be back, um, the week after that, but thank you, Pete. That was another good good talk. talk.